everybody. It's the weekly Coffee Time Conversations podcast from Gentle Parents Unite, Becoming Gentle, with Sujai Johnston, Vivek Patel, and me, Margie Zintz. So get yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or hot cocoa or whatever you love. Grab yourself a notebook and a pen so you can jot down your thoughts and questions. Sit back and enjoy. everyone. Welcome to the Gentle Parents Unite podcast. Uh, this is a, an exciting episode, but I, I want to just first say hi to um, Sujai. Hello, Sujai. Hi, Margie. Yay, you're there. You're there. It's good to hear your voice. It is good to hear your voice too, as always. Thank you. And also, who else is there but Vivek? Hi, Vivek. Hi, Margie. Hi, Sujai. I am excited about today's... Hi. 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 So you're excited about today's episode. Let me ask you, why would you be excited about today's episode, Vivek? (laughs) I am excited because (laughs) we have a special guest talking with us today. And it's all of our good friend and very wise colleague, parent educator, Lilia Schott. And I'm very excited for us to talk because we have such deep resonance between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's really wonderful. I think you folks are really, really going to enjoy uh, hearing Lilia's beautiful voice and because you know, her spirit shines through in that mellifluous voice that she has. Wouldn't you say that's true? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we before we get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about some cha- some of the changes you might have noticed. And we want to welcome new listeners, for one thing. We have a lot of folks who've joined our uh, Patreon group recently. Patreon group. What is that? That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash gentle parents unite becoming gentle. That's how you find us on the interwebs. So uh, do check us out. We have a lot of stuff to offer. If you if you're not familiar with us, uh, you should get familiar. You'd really like it. Am I being forward? (laughs) (laughs) We would love to have you join us. Yeah. So much great information and support and um, just one of the most amazing communities I've had the opportunity to be part of. Yes. And, you know, I don't know when you, the person who's listening to this right now, is listening to this. So, I mean, you might be listening to this in 2020 for all I know. However, if if you're listening to this right at the time that this podcast is dropping, 
you can avail yourselves of some really cool things we have going on right now. We'll, we'll be starting in two days. We're starting a nonviolent communications class every Wednesday. So that's pretty good. And even if you're finding us years later, you can always avail yourself of, of those classes in, that happened in the past. Uh, we also have challenges and uh, weekly conference calls. We have one-on-one calls. We have this podcast. We have lots and lots of good stuff. So it, it makes sense for you to uh, find us and join. And if you already a member, we so glad you're here. Uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about Lilia before we get started with the conversation. Uh, Lilia is a dreamer and a grateful mom to four sons and two daughters that range in age from the low 20s to uh, the low single digits. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Lilia is an independent child development researcher, a freelance writer, and she's also a small business owner. Uh, you can you can find her uh, at on Facebook at Synergy Gentle Parenting Resources. She lives with her uh, devoted husband and her wonderful kids in a coastal town in South Africa. So that is who we get to hear today, Lilia Schott. And you can also find her on the internet at liliashot.com, which is L-E-L-I-A-S-C-H-O-T-T.com. So then we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we will have our conversation with the wonderful Lilia Schott. This is a very special uh, conversation that we have. It is it is my pleasure to uh, welcome someone from across the pond. Uh, today we have a really special guest for our interview, our very good friend and, and actually a fellow Gentle Parents Unite admin member. That would be Lilia Schott. Hi, Lilia. Hi. Yay. Hi. Hi, Hi, Lilia. I'm so excited you're here today, Lilia. We love you so much, and your wisdom is always such a joy to hear. It's an honor. Thank you. Yeah. So, so we're reaching you in South Africa, right? That's right. Yeah. So we've got a few different points on the globe represented today. It's exciting. Very. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been you've been uh, a parent educator and advocate for quite a while. Is, is that true? I think about ten years now, maybe nine. Wow, wow. What what brought you to wanting to help parents with their kids? Um, I think it was. 
in a season when I was getting divorced and I had three sons and a daughter, all under the age of 12, and I just needed to help my children and myself heal. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that the way we had been living, um, as hard as I had been trying, and we had been trying to build a family and all the dreams that we had before we started had failed, and I needed to know why, um, because obviously mm -hmm. everyone gets married and starts a family because you want love and you want connection and belonging, and it hadn't worked out. Mm. And I didn't know where to go. Um, and we were just alone in, in, in our mourning and just confusion. And I got a, a Facebook page. A friend of mine helped me to get a Facebook page, which I'd never had before. And I just typed in something about healing hearts. And little hearts, gentle parenting came up. And I, I sent the page a message and told them my whole long story and she replied oh, and wow. she became a mentor to me and helped me to understand that our family was you know fundamentally broken that our foundations were not built on on trust and and connection and love even though i thought that they were you know mm -hmm. Um, and then I just, I, I wanted the whole world to know what I had discovered. Hmm. And the more I healed and the more our family healed, I just wanted to shout it out. So I started a little Facebook page to store all the information and as ideas and connections started to happen, um, I was making memes because it was easy for me to remember them that way. And I just started sharing them and that's how it began. Wow, that's lovely. So you, the name of your page is Synergy, uh, could you say it? <laughs> it's Synergy Gentle Parenting Resources. And I think I changed it about three or four times because okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, such a mouthful. Um, and I actually have restrictions on my page because I've changed the name so many times and when I wanted to change it because I spelled a word wrong, they wouldn't allow me to change it. So I made another page and oh, then joined wow. the two, which is not allowed. So I oh. have permanent restrictions on my page. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a rule breaker. That's what you are. <laughs> I had a question about when you said that you first had that, like that uh, epiphany where we first realized that, that things were different. What was like the biggest thing for you at that moment that was different? What really hit you the hardest? Um, you, you mean when I was learning about peaceful parenting? Yes, yes, when you first okay. started learning about it. I think it was that I had been deceived. Um, I had believed a lie that if... I wasn't hard on my children that they would grow up to not be good people. Mm. And I just remember crying and feeling so many emotions, shame and anger and just so many emotions. I'm wondering how I ever got to believe such a horrible lie, you know? Ah. Um, and that was a big moment for me. It, it just started to make so much sense to me. Uh, I could understand why I 
chosen the partner I had, why we had struggled to mm. fulfill our dreams, and why we had made so many mistakes with our children. It just all started to make complete sense. But it was too late. Yeah. Mm. And I just I just wanted to help other people not make the same same mistake. Yeah. I feel that so deeply. I feel that. Thank you for sharing so vulnerably. Wow. Yeah. So mm. I, I wonder, what does the word in your name, synergy, mean to you? Um, so I discovered that my children were trying to teach me the lessons that I was learning. They had been mm. trying to teach me all along. Mm. And I hadn't been listening. Um, and the more I softened my heart and started to treat them with the respect that they deserved, uh, the more I realized that, and I'm ashamed to admit, but my older two sons were almost parenting me. Wow. And mm. when I learned how to turn that around and allow them to be dependent upon me, I started to see that there was a beautiful synergy in my healing and their dependency, that together mm. we were growing stronger. And um, I just felt it was so beautiful that we could complement one another when we were in the right role, in the right mm. relationship. Mm. Wow. The, mm. so th that's, Amazing. Yeah, that's really quite magnificent. I, um, I had always wondered how the word synergy came to be and I'm really glad I asked that's a that's a really powerful use of the language thank you you talk about how you were in a difficult time in your life and you just went to Facebook and started a page and everything kind of blossomed from there which is in fact pretty much exactly the same story of GPU mm. <laughs> was it time in life and um, went to Facebook and started a page and this beautiful thing blossomed out of it. But also over the last 10 years, you've also been given some opportunities. You've become a certified parenting coach in the last 10 years. Yes. Yes. I had some help from a very special friend. Mm. <laughs> Do <Yes>. tell. <laughs> well, um, you know, you and I had discussed how we wanted to to do more um, and how we wanted the time that we invested helping other families to not be, you know, to our children's deficit, um, that we were taking time away from our own children sometimes to help other people and how we wanted to find the balance so that we could be living connection and um, not just preaching it, because obviously it's really hard to balance both. And with the course that we did, the, the Jai Parenting course, I felt like that actually gave me the confidence that I needed to do what we had already been doing and to receive monetary payments um, for my time and my experience. Um, and, and that was wonder a wonderful thing that happened for both of us. It was incredibly empowering. And it just made me more passionate about continuing to learn um, to help people who are maybe in different situations to mine. So, yeah, my independent studies have just continued because I feel like I'll never, ever stop learning. 
other parents are learning, parenting from different people's perspectives who don't have the same lifestyle as mine or the same circumstances as mine. One thing about one thing I know about our relationship, uh, Lilia, is that we've always been able to have really like deep and challenging conversations, even when we didn't see eye to eye at first, and we kept being really open with each other and always found uh, that kind of mutual meeting place. Yeah, thank you. You've been so patient with me and so gentle in guiding me and helping me to understand things sometimes. Um, and I, I love that about this journey. Um, I feel like when we are gentle with adults and we give them the same respect um, mm. as we talk about giving children and the same understanding, uh, we don't feel threatened anymore. And it's easier for us to shift our beliefs and our, our conditioning, right? When mm -hmm. we feel safe, it's so much easier to do that. What I'm hearing is that when we remove judgment, from the the equation and from the yes. from the conversation, it really facilitates um, openness and learning. And uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, is there anything that you wish you had known? Like, if you could go back. And talk to your your young parent self. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that that young person? Uh, you know, I started out. I think our intuition is incredibly strong, and my heart was in the right place when I I became a mom for the first time. I instinctively knew that this little baby needed me and needed me close and that it was mm. awkward, that there was nothing wrong with that. Um, if I could go back, I would tell myself to ignore the judgment that I received and I'm sure it was well intentioned, but a lot of, I think especially when you're a young mom, I got a lot of advice from people about spoiling my baby and holding him too much and sleeping with him and breastfeeding him for comfort and just so much criticism. And um, I then got quite involved in the church and I had three young boys under, you know, they were two years apart. So they, they were like four, two and a newborn and they were wild and healthy and, and loud. <laughs> and uh, I, I hope it's okay if I, if I mention, but I bought a lot of James Dobson books. And because um, I so badly wanted to be a good mom, I read them from front to back, and I, I didn't really have a father figure, and he was a pediatrician and a pastor, so I thought he must know what he's doing. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I went against my better judgment, and I doubted myself, and, and I would say to myself that just because somebody has qualifications and fancy titles doesn't mean that they know better than you do. Um, to yeah. trust yourself, that you are your child's best and to follow your heart. Um, I would I would go back and I would tell myself, you're doing a great job, just keep loving them. You don't need to hurt them to raise them into good people, you know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is, I know that, that 
that what you just said is going to fall on exactly the right ears at exactly the time when someone needs to hear it. Mm. So thank you for that. It's really beautiful. So what is one thing, look, looking back, especially in your parent advocacy work, that you might have, I don't know, struggled with or that didn't go well, but you really learned something from and you were able to take that and turn it around and, and use it to like, do even better? Is there anything like that that you can think of? I think I've learned that, you know, when you first find out um, how your life can be better with a new journey and a new way of, of, of seeing things, you, you want other people to know about it mm. so badly because you, you want to sort of prevent them from experiencing the same pain. And um, I think what I want is to prevent parents from having that disconnection with their children because I know that's their greatest influence and I know it's their children's, children's greatest need. I think in the beginning I was a bit too jealous and I, I sort of wanted to preach about gentle parenting to everybody. And yeah. I've discovered that perhaps that's not always wise. And <laughs> I've, not, I've been burnt a few times and I've invested maybe too many hours helping somebody. Um, mm. And I think that's been a lesson for me, you know, um, that I am now a little bit more wary of who I trust my time to and I'm saving my time for those who are really hungry, who who want, you know, to learn about ways to connect with their children and to discipline without punishment. Um, those are the people that I'm giving my time to now and it's been incredibly rewarding. I feel like I've healed so much through that yeah. I've grown so much, learned so much from them. Um, so it's also been a very a rewarding relationship for me when I when I wait for the right people and I don't try and force myself uh, onto other parents. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really uh, an important thing to remember that everybody gets to be their own person and gets to travel their own journey. And a lot of times, I know for me, I, I also feel sometimes too, like I just want to say, do it the way I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're not, they're not living my life and, and uh, in my skin. So it's, mm -hmm. it's good to be mindful of that. I, I really appreciate you saying that. And it is difficult because of the fact that I think we're all child advocates before anything else. Right. So when you see a child suffering, um, it's incredibly difficult to not want to intervene. Um, and that's, that's been challenging for me. Um, mm. And I do, I do, I do stand up for children. But I've also learned that sometimes the best way to stand up for them is to be very kind and, and genuinely, sincerely compassionate towards the parents. And this sounds patronizing, but to lead by example and to try and see how I can help that parent to support them 
and instead of wanting to lecture or to tell them what they're doing wrong, but to just be there for them and, and to remember that there's a child in everybody, that they were a child, and and that's helped me a lot. Oh, that's that's so extraordinary. I I had a client actually this morning who was really in a, a lot of pain because her adult child is not doing well. And she was crying and crying and crying. And I, I realized that I really what she needed from me was for me just to listen and not, not tell her what I thought about what she ought to do or not do or say or not say, just to listen and just reflect back to her. And the whole, that was the entire session. <laughs> Was, was just her being able to release and at the end of it, without me having said anything other than what I was hearing from her, she said, I feel 100% better now. Wow. You know? Mm. And it's, mm. it's true. It, we all need to be heard. And it's challenging because we also have our ideas. Like if I was in that person's shoes, this is what I would do. And this is what I would. Uh, but that's not what people really need. A lot of times people really need to be heard first. And of course, that's true for children. And it's also true for, as you so wisely said, the child in us. So thank you for saying that. I feel like when the child in adults, they naturally grow into a gentle, conscious parent. Uh, once their wounds and their needs are fulfilled, then it becomes more natural to them. It's as if we all know, and we just temporarily forget, the pain makes us forget, and we just act on, you know, um, hurt or um, con the way we've been conditioned. I read somewhere, it, was, it said it beautifully, we've got like these tapes in our mind, and we just keep playing out those tapes, you know, trying to repeat what we need to repair. I can't remember who said it, but I thought that was exactly what it is. That's that's what I'm trying to say. That's what we do until we heal. And then once we heal, the parent that we've always wanted to be is almost reborn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then everything just becomes so much easier, you know? Yeah. Wow. Beautifully put. I think it's a I think it's kind of a hard conundrum to be stuck in too because understanding what healing is and how we get there and all of that it's such a long path sometimes and it, it's really easy to get a little bit lost along the way and get confused about the destination so to speak. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's struggling with being a gentle parent and they're you know really in the depths of it like they've picked up all of this information and they know it and at the same time they're having a hard time applying it well I think that's normal I think it takes a while I've been thinking a lot lately about how it's not just our thoughts that we that we have to change it's also our, our nervous system you know um we are rewiring our brain and reprogramming our nervous system. We're learning a new language. It's a lot. And so I think it's normal for parents to struggle. 
And that's why I love the idea of focusing on connection. Because when you first learn that, oh, you can't say, you know, don't and you can't say no and you should word it this way and you should do it that way. I think parents get very overwhelmed and they get scared and they, they want to give up because it just seems as though they're never going to get there. Yeah. But if you focus on connecting with yourself and trying to work out, okay, this is my behavior, what's underneath my behavior, okay, the feeling, what is that feeling? Okay, underneath the feeling is a need. And if you focus on those things first and connect with yourself, uh, it's easier to connect with your, your child. And so I try and focus just on the conscious connection, what that is, um, connecting with themselves, connecting with their children, and even connecting through movement and breath work and all of that. And then I feel like the rest is a lot easier. Once a person is able to read their body and connect with themselves and understand what it is that they're feeling, they obviously calm down and then their upper brain's online again, right? It's the same as what we learn about with kids and it's exactly the same for, for adults. So I think to take it one step at a time, to focus on connecting with yourself and your child and then you can learn all the other wonderful communication styles once you know how to calm yourself, once you know how to self-regulate. The rest is so much easier to learn. Cool. You do a lot of work with uh, people in your in your community. Is that true? So only recently, and I'm really excited about that. For a long time, I feel like people would be curious, and then they would be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so weird." No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I heard things, and um, our town's very small, so. I know a lot of people were kind of strange with me at gatherings and then I heard it's because they thought I was like watching to see who was going to spank their child or whatever. I think people totally misunderstand <laughs> what it's all about. Um, but there's a growing awareness and, um, and I'm waiting for people to find me. And I think that's the, the thing that's changed is seek me out because they want somebody to guide them through this process and they're getting stuck in an area, then just incredible things happen in such a short space of time. So I'm no longer trying to lure people towards gentle parenting like I was in the beginning because I thought they'd be so grateful. Right, right. Yeah. That feels better to you? To, to... It feels more sincere. Um, yeah. And it is more sincere, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. I can understand feeling like you want to reach out. I know for me, I feel like we have this. We have this thing. It's of. It's available to to make use of. You know, we're, we we put ourselves out in the world, and. The effort that we put into helping people find out about us is, well, sure, it's it's helpful to us in, in growing what we do, but it's also helpful to them if they don't know about us but would like to, how can, how can they avail themselves of us? So 
Uh, I can see both things, but for sure, being in your own integrity really matters. And so I I appreciate what you're saying very, very much. I can totally relate to what you were saying about people giving you like the side eye, wondering if you're watching them. Happens to me all the time, everywhere I go. (laughs) I just find it funny now. I go into a room and anyone who's a parent, I can see them looking sideways at me. Uh, and I think after a little while, especially when they see me playing with their kids, they know I'm not judging them. They really do. Um, but it takes a while for them to get to know that first, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's hard because we have a um, a platform where we are sharing our ideas every day. So mm-hmm. I find that friends will say to me like. I'm sure you wouldn't approve of my parenting style and things like that. And I'm thinking, whoa, I'm not even judging your parenting style. But I think because of what we share, um, there's this idea that that's what we're doing. Um, And I I think that's what I'd like to bring more awareness to. And I've been trying to do that, that we are all imperfect parents and Mm -hmm. that this journey is something that we choose every single day that it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us. I feel a lot of us that are advocating for gentle, peaceful parenting didn't receive that growing up. And that could be why we're so passionate. Um, but it's also why we understand that it's, it's difficult for people. And I want it to become a safe place, a place where people feel that they can come and be more vulnerable about where they're struggling without worrying that they're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. No, that's what Gentle Parenting Life does. And I've always loved that about all of you. You're not judgmental, um, the safe place that you provide for parents is everything. Because people aren't going to seek help if they feel like they're going to bring more pain upon themselves. Yeah. What I've noticed is that we are all mirrors for each other. And a lot of times what we're putting out gets reflected back to us. So it's very hard to know if that, uh, you know, if the person I'm talking to is being judgmental of me or if I, or they're just reflecting back to me what I'm putting out about myself. Ah, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, get clear about that. What's mine? What's yours? I just figure it's all mine. It's usually you know? both, I say. Yeah, yeah. But I can only be responsible for mine, you know, my piece of it. I can't be responsible for That's anybody true. else's piece. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I must remember that. That is very true. Is there something that you wish you had known when you first started your parent advocacy work? Hmm. Oh, so much. So much. <laughs> you know, I've made a, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've, I've grown. So, you know, when I first started, I feel like I focused on not spanking, you know, that was the big thing, not spanking, and then not punishing. And then you sort of, you still think, oh, but you need to have consequences. Surely children need to have consequences. You know, it's almost like a journey towards understanding exactly what peaceful parenting is about. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's conscious, peaceful, gentle, you know what I mean. But um, nonviolence. Um, you know, when I read uh, nonviolent communication, I, I realized that so much of what I was doing that I thought was gentle was, was not. 
Mm. And so I feel like we just start to become more and more aware of the toxic ways that we treat one another, especially when we feel powerless. And I, I realize that, I mean, there's still so much that I do, even now. Um, and even when I know it in my head, it doesn't mean that it always, it doesn't always drop straight into my heart and through my hands straight away. Right. It really takes a lot of practice. So the thing that I've been working on recently with my older boys is I talk too much, way too much. <laughs> um, and, I, and I lecture instead of listening, but I didn't see it as lecturing. If I'm honest, I saw it as me imparting my divine wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> no sarcasm and, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, and so just as we think we're sort of getting better at everything, I feel, I mean, we do need to make a concerted effort to look for our progress. I think that's right. important. But I think we can always work at something. And that's okay. So they all know. That's what I'm working at now. I'm working at ah, listening. Ah, wow, that's beautiful. It's beautiful that you, you bring it to the whole family. And you're like, this is what I, right. I'm human. This is what I'm working on. Yes, yes. Really and some of them are gracious. And they just listen to me and smile. And I can tell, oh, my gosh, I'm speaking too much. And, <laughs> you know, some of them are like, Mom, aren't you supposed to be working on not lecturing? You know? <laughs> and that's also, also okay. <laughs> that's a very, very powerful thing to be so vulnerable and transparent with with our kids to tell them what we're working on. And I do think that that's a very, it's not just a kind thing to do. I'm just remembering that when I was little, my parents, especially my father, was so, he was like a god, you know, like everything he said, he knew everything, everything he said was the truth, and I, and, and everything he said, I took as the gospel, and there was no part of me that believed him to be even human, you know, I mean, it was like uh -huh. a, him and he was one of the gods mm. and it was it was quite a startling thing to wake up to to realize that actually he didn't know everything and actually he was that that was not true I mean he, he wanted me to think it was I know mm -hmm. he did mm. but it wasn't it wasn't true and a lot of the things that he said he was he was just being a human which is what we all are. And it was very powerful to me to realize that he wasn't perfect. And, and that played out for me. Fortunately, I, I learned about that before I had a kid because mm. I, it gave me, thank heavens, the awareness to go into my relationship with my child, uh, knowing that he was going to think I was a god unless I let him know for sure. So I would say to him, I don't know. You know, a lot of times I'd say, I don't know, let's find out instead of, you know, making something up. Or I would tell him, I, I would apologize to him and say, I'm so sorry, Liam, I'm not a, I'm not perfect. And one day he said to me, 
But, oh, but mom, that's what makes you perfect. You know you're not perfect. Mm. Oh, that is, that is amazing. Yeah, it I was cool. Yeah. Don't you just, just love, um, you know, hearing the things that your children say when you're doing this? Um, I, I love that. Hearing things, and I know, oh, wow, that's because of this, this work that I've been doing. It's, yeah. We're seeing, you know, the way they treat one another or the way they treat us. Yeah. It's beautiful. Whenever there's one of those posts on GPU, um, and GPU, for those that are listening that might not know this, GPU is Gentle Parents Unite. It's a Facebook group um, that all four of us are admin on, and Sujai uh, was actually the founder of, and, and it would be great if you joined. So seek us out. Yes. Uh, we're, we're easy to and, find because we're so dang large. Yeah. <laughs> and I love exactly. And I love those. I love those uh, posts where people say, "Does anyone here have adult children that have been gently parented? Um, what is it like?" Because then I get to talk about my kid and explain what it's like and what our relationship is like. And it's such a beautiful opportunity yeah. to showcase that. Yeah. 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 It's really yeah. exciting. Well, um, and. I was just thinking the other day because somebody was asking me, you know, so does it mean that they they don't make the same mistakes that other young adults make? And do you find that they're a lot more mature? And, you, and I was thinking, you know, yes and no. Yes, yes and in no. Many ways yes, in many <laughs> ways they are more emotionally mature, I think, than I was at that age. Or, yeah. um, but they still make mistakes. And they're still going to be immature, and they still have needs that sometimes they try and meet in in unhealthy ways. But I love the way that we get to have a discussion about it, and mm. I realized that I would parent this way no matter what, even if it meant, you know, for a long time I thought if I parented this way, I would not have to struggle when they got later or when they got older. It was um, superlized with young adults. Um, recently I've realized, well, that's not necessarily always going to be true, but I would still parent this way because mm. it's the respectful and the right way to, to treat human beings. And perhaps if we had been punitive, we wouldn't know about the choices that they've made now, but I'm pretty sure they still have made them. Um, because being unkind to children hard on children isn't going to make them um, not make mistakes that they're bound to me, you know? Um, right. So filling me far less likely to have children that make poor choices, but we can't escape being human. Um, children are still going to make mistakes. And I think the sooner we, we realize that this is the best way to help our children, but it isn't going to make them immune to being human, the better. Uh, because I think we do sometimes um, ourselves and up for disappointment and failure when we think that somehow we're just going to be angelic. You know, they're not. They're still going to be human. So one thing that you were saying, Lilia, um, s- struck me, just a one thread of something that you were saying, and that was when you said that uh, being being punitive w- wouldn't necessarily 
lead a child to not make mistakes. And 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 I thought to myself, yeah, <laughs> I you know I I was raised in a very punitive uh, situation and. I made a lot of mistakes and I, but here's, here's the difference. I did not feel like I could rely upon my parents for support when I needed them because I felt so very judged and, and, and so in trouble. And so being able to show compassion for our kids when they're learning, which is what making mistakes is, and when they're uh, needing support, that's very powerful. I would much rather be the person my kid comes to when they're struggling than someone else who may not have their best interests at heart. So that's, that's the power of empathy and compassion. And showing a child that it's okay to have empathy and compassion for ourselves as well as we make mistakes. Yes, definitely. And I, I also feel like a lot of mistakes that children make in their young adult years are very often based um, the fact that they don't feel connected to themselves or connected to their primary caregivers and seek out connections with other people a lot younger than they otherwise would. That could just be what I've noticed. But I feel like that was definitely the case for me. When I was a young adult, I really wanted to just belong, you know, um, without the maturity of knowing what healthy belonging was. Um, and so that's been one of the motives for me. Is I just want to make sure that my children know that I'm doing the best I can to help them to, when they're young, fulfill their needs so that when they're older, they'll learn how to do that for themselves. So they won't need to be looking to other people to do that. So that when they do find somebody, they're finding them for the right reasons. Yeah. Know? That's oh, yeah. been one of the biggest reasons why I've enjoyed learning what I've been learning because I feel like all the puzzle pieces are starting to fit together for me. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that by sharing this information with my children, and I know that it does because one of my sons has already said, it's going to be so difficult for me to find a parent who wants to, uh, a partner who wants to parent peacefully, mom. That's like on my list now you know that's really important to me I don't think I even thought about meeting somebody who would want to parent a certain way mm, wow yeah mm -hmm. amazing yeah. That, that, that thought that thought is like traveling through the generations mm -hmm. it is mm. pretty cool it's yeah. something it's something I know I think about when I think about <laughs> the you know, whoever my son partners up, partners with, that I I hope that they're gentle, <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm gonna need to invest in a lot of socks to stuff in my mouth so I I don't <laughs> throw my two cents in. Yeah. But that's that's really beautiful to hear that. It's lovely. 
I have another, this is a goofy question. It is the goofy question phase of our interview or our <laughs> conversation. Okay. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm, wow. I think it would be, I would like to know what the person in front of me needed me to say or needed me to do mm-hmm. to help them. Wow. Wow. That's so beautiful. That's a that's a that's a really cool answer. (laughs) Because I'm so often confused. (laughs) I'm always trying to think too much. Ah. That's why I love your your empathy book. I've read that. (laughs) I've read that lots and lots. To just oh, be, so there, to be there mm. without any motives. For the mm. longest time, I was using empathy as a just another technique to modify my children's behavior. That's what mm. I mean. Maybe it's just me and I'm a slow learner, but I often think I'm doing things gently, and then I discover that my motive, you know, I always have this motive, and that is to somehow control or not in a bad way. I just didn't like my children to feel pain. So yeah. I realized, you know, I've become more and more comfortable with things that I wasn't comfortable with beforehand because I now understand the purpose of sadness yeah. and anger. So for the first few years of, of gentle parenting, I think I was trying to get my children to avoid feeling upset or being angry. Um, and then I grew a little bit more and understood, and I, I'm no longer afraid of anger. I think that was a really a big limiting belief for me. I believed that anger was, I associated it with violence and something to be afraid mm-hmm. of. And when my boys were angry, I was afraid that they were going to be like so and so or so and so. And I've had to untangle all of that Beautiful. and stop myself and realize no, mm. they are not anybody they are themselves and they have a right to all their emotions yeah um, so it's been really empowering for me as well um and and learning how to the more i learn how to be sincerely gentle i find the better i am at setting boundaries very interesting the correlation for me mm. also. oh yes absolutely also had a similar experience with um, learning to set boundaries and becoming more authentically or having not authentically gentle, but having gentleness come easier as it, as we progress on our journey. And we have these epiphanies and level ups and growth spurts and the growth over time. We get to this point where we learn how easily we can set boundaries without fear of hurting others, which is so amazing. I think setting boundaries, one of our biggest fears around setting boundaries is always the fear of a relationship fallout afterwards or during the setting of the boundaries. And when we move into more empowered relationships with people, we know that when we set that boundary, that's not going to happen. And so it gives us that power around feeling good instead of afraid when we go into it. And if our connection with our children is strong, um, I feel like it can withstand a lot more of 
the boundary setting moments and when we disconnect I feel like we reconnect a lot easier the longer we practice this. It's as if everybody's less afraid of the disconnecting and reconnecting. It's, um, I think it's because there's no loss associated with it. Like we're not removing love or removing respect until somebody falls back in line. You know, it's just everybody is allowed to have their opinions and their feelings. And although we disagree, we're still connected, even though we're angry with one another which is something I never experienced growing up. So it's mm. been kind of all experience that now. Oh, yeah, that is, that's for sure. And that, I think that's the, mm. I think that's the really beautiful thing about this empathy and compassion process is, as you say, allowing people to have their emotions. It's, it's really quite, important to them it's part of part of their growth and their and their healing process and when we interfere with that because it's uncomfortable for us we're actually depriving them of an experience that that they need yeah and also it deprives them of the ability to get their own chance to learn healthy ways to work through their emotions sure yeah yeah which is healing i mean that's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing we we're, Coping tools. <laughs> yes. You know, my kid right now is going through a bit of a hard time mm. with something in her life. And so um, we've been talking about it and and uh, been talking about it for two or three weeks, something like that. And we like to talk about things and go deep into them. So it takes a while. And, uh, and most of the talking we've been doing has been kind of like emotions, sharing emotions and empathy. And yesterday we kind of talked about maybe tomorrow we'll start talking about looking at solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all we we because of the work that uh, that I've done and studied and the work that we've done together, we know that rushing into solutions doesn't make sense. And it's great better to like take the time to really work with the emotions. And so that's part of our conscious process that we do and take our time with it. And then last night I was thinking, I was thinking, well, if we're going to have a conversation about solutions, I want to really make sure that I'm not saying, now we're trying to fix you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, oh, now we're coming up with solutions. Now the thing that's broken, now we're going to try and fix. And I want to really be, I want to, I'm going to actually say that to her out loud, that that's not what we're doing. That your experience and your feelings, what you're going through right now is exactly what your experience is. It's perfect as it is. And you're not broken and we're not trying to fix you. We're just looking at things in a different way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important to be able to sit with our, our children in their experience and not rush them out of it. Like I say, be with them in their journey, not rush them to a destination. Yes, wow. because mm. the journey is the destination. Mm. Mm. Yes, like- that's that's true. I just tested it and <laughs> I think it's true the journey is the destination my, my son taught me that when he was very little and we used to go on these um, you know I home educated him and we would go we would organize these these hikes in the woods 
with a guy who, you know, was like an herb expert. So, you know, or, or native plant expert, we would walk around and we had all these scientific things that we were going to do. And, <laughs> and Liam was interested in being in the woods and hiking, but he was not so interested in uh, doing what the guy said, you know, mm. what it just wasn't. And I looked at him and saw this extremely joyful guy, this <laughs> little shining light running all over the place, looking at all the things he not wasn't supposed to, but, you know, that everybody else was using their loop to look at what the guy was saying. And Liam had his little loop and he was looking at all these others, was like looking at his hand and, he, you, know, <laughs> or, you know, picking up other stuff that wasn't. And I was like, this is what we came for. We came for mm -hmm. you to, you know, for you to learn. Mm. Learning isn't what I say it is. It's what you mm -hmm. experience it to be. And that's the destination, which is the journey. Right. That guy taught me a lot. <laughs> Amazing how they do. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm unschooling my younger two. So that's also been teaching me a whole bunch of, of stuff, all the peeling back like onion, yes. all the conditioning and all the fear. I feel like as soon as I, I think I'm parenting completely in love, I realize, no, still a little bit of fear over there. Got to mm. work on that. Mm. I guess what I'm trying to say, it seems to be a message that I'm desperately trying to get out, is that we never arrive, do we? We just mm. keep on unlearning and, and that's okay at our own pace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's really important to just not compare ourselves to other parents and, and to realize that we, we're healing at our own pace yeah. and uh, where we need to, when we need to, it's okay. So I love the, the strength and true gentleness. I've, I've been trying to imply that in my life. Mm. Um, even when I've stopped high-impact sports and I'm doing yoga, <laughs> I'm just trying to strengthen myself inside out. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. So I, I guess we have just a couple of more questions for you. It's, it's amazing to me how quickly this time has gone. I wonder, is there anything in your life that you thought you weren't very good at, but once you did it, experience completely proved you to be much better at, at it than you thought you were going to be. I think it would be that I thought I wasn't good at articulating. Um, I was told I wasn't good. Um, my grammar's terrible, my spelling's terrible. But I've discovered that actually it is one of my strengths that I can mm. take thoughts and put them together in a way that does make it a little bit easier for some people. And um, so that's been, that's been wonderful. Uh, I, I like that question because I sometimes people have a story about themselves and they believe, 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 believe the story even after experience completely teaches them something totally different. 
And sometimes we don't see it until we ask ourselves that question. So, mm. thank you for answering that. And I, I want to know if you would be willing to tell us where listeners can find you. How can listeners find you on the internet? Um, so, Synergy Gentle Parenting Resources is my Facebook page and Instagram account. Um, and I, I'm available on Lilia Shop on Facebook as well and at www.liliashop.com. And for listeners, I'm going to spell that. That's L E L I A S C H. O-T-T dot com. Thanks. Do you, have any, uh, do you have any events or anything like that coming up in the near future? Um, I do. I've got a connected parenting class that I am doing. And I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel and just uh-huh. sharing a little bit because I feel like most of the people that are drawn to me are not in my country or in my town. So um, I want to make it more available to people far away in different continents. Wonderful. Oh, that is wonderful. That's a gift. That That is a true gift that you'd be giving to everyone. So this has been truly, truly delightful. I'm so grateful to you for giving us your time and your beautiful spirit and your lovely Thanks. voice and everything. Yeah, it's been really wonderful connecting with you. Hmm. Let's do it again. Oh, yes. We need to do this all the time. (laughs) My heart is open. You know that, my dearest. My heart is open. So we shall see what the future brings, huh? Yeah, definitely. Mm, Thank you so much for your wisdom. As always, you are so soft and kind and have so much to share with the world. Alrighty, that's the show. Thanks for listening. If you have thoughts or questions about anything we spoke about today, or even something we didn't talk about, send them to any one of us during the week, and perhaps we'll be answering yours on next week's pod. So tune in next week and every Tuesday to hear more from Sujai, Vivek, and me, Margie. Wishing you a gentle and enjoyable week full of love and learning. Be well and be kind. Bye-bye.